All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 54 days. Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. We return on the Real Life Podcast, the playoff edition, which has only been 11 years in the making for uh, Edmonton Oilers fans. And uh, hey, Toronto fans, Canadian fans across the country are celebrating as there's five Canadian teams in the postseason after being shut out last year. As always, Finning Canada, our title sponsor, uh, happy to have them on. Once again, I'm Jason Greger, uh, Jason Strudwick with me, and a very special guest uh, joining us, former NHL goaltender. One of the uh, funnier guys in the history of the NHL, usually from the bench, and uh, now analyst on TSN, Jamie Noodles McLennan uh, joins us uh, because he doesn't like to put anything on his noodles. He only eats them plain, which still to this day <laughs> freaks me out. Uh, noodles, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Well, you have to have a little maybe Parmesan, but a <laughs> little bit of butter. But yeah, like why not? Uh, I like plain things. That's, that's how I run. It's so true. We used to go up for lunch all the time, noodles, and I always still hang out when he's in town. And he's, I'm like, he's, I order my food, and he's like, I'll get a Caesar salad, but hold everything except for the lettuce. So basically, he just gets plain lettuce. I'm like, well, why don't you just order a plain salad? He's like, because I like a Caesar salad, but you're not getting anything Caesar. And it was always the same. We'd argue for years and be at Earl's, the same thing. And noodles, I still don't understand. I'll order a Caesar salad, but no Caesar, nothing, no croutons, no nothing, just the lettuce. I, I don't get it. Well, you don't achieve a soft bag of milk money without work. So, <laughs> that's the the way I look at it. Is you have to be difficult, and and you know what? If you get if you get something that is just cookie cutter, they don't put an effort into it. If you make a special order, I learned this a long time ago. If you make a special order, they'll make it fresh. So I go to McDonald's. I don't get a Big Mac. I get a Big Mac with no sauce, no onions, no lettuce. And now they've got to put two baddies and three pieces of bun there. So <laughs> yeah, at least you know it's going to be fresh, gross food, but they'll make it 
for you specially instead of just it sitting there under the heater. I actually do agree with you on that. So I always say no onions because then you know they have to make a new, uh, fresh one so it's not sitting there forever. Now, uh, Noodles, we're going to get to uh, playoff matchups, but uh, do you have uh, a favorite playoff memory uh, looking back in your NHL career, uh, coach freaking out, uh, coach having some really emotional speech that you remember sitting in the room thinking, what the hell is this? Uh, what's uh, what's your favorite dressing room playoff memory? Uh, okay, well, one one that is not my f- favorite memory is uh, how I went out in my career uh, in the playoffs against the Detroit Red Wings. I gave Johan Franzen a little love tap and uh, – he died on the ice and resurrected the next day and scored the game-winning goal against us. So um, that was not good. But I've had a couple speeches that were uh, amazing. Um, Joel Quinville obviously comes to mind because Q is a, a great motivator. He's a guy who's uh, um, really knows how to hit nerves with guys. He's a, he's a player's coach, but he also is, as you guys would know from the outside and, and seeing him uh, uh, on, on video, he gets a little animated sometimes. So we were playing in the playoffs and we had a tough go against San Jose. And uh, um, we were, we'd won the president's trophy. I think it was 99, 2000 and we were down three, one and, and Q came in and basically went around the room and just tuned everyone up and said, like, what are you guys doing? Like we're the best team in the league. You're allowing these, you know, there's a few F bombs and, and, and guys to, to walk all over you show some pride. And then I can't remember what happened. He dropped something on the way out and it was like something that he needed. Like it wasn't his cell phone or something, but it was something that he needed, but he, he was so mad. He, he, he didn't know what to do. So he kind of stopped to pick it up and then he looked back at the guys and he's like, bus in 20 minutes, let's go. And everyone started laughing. And it, it almost like broke the tension. And I, I won't say that that's what led us to at least get back into that series, but Joel always knew how to press the right buttons to kind of get guys either refocused. And then he allowed the leadership group to take over after that. You know, when I was in uh, with the Rangers after the lockout of 0405, uh, we, 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 we kind of, we made the playoffs. Many people expect us to be the worst team uh, in the league. So, you know, everyone was, there was pressure on us and we're like, you know, Glenn Sather calls a meeting the day before the playoffs and his, he starts around, you know, Glenn talks, he, he's just kind of talking, you know, half the time to you, half time looking around and he goes, guys, you know what? No one expects anything from us. Let's go around. Let's talk about how many playoff games you've played. So he starts with the guy who wasn't our captain, but basically our captain, Jager. And Jager's is like, I think I've played a hundred games, whatever it was. Then he goes Straka. Straka is like 60. Then he goes Rosinski. And then he gets to me and he goes, Streddy. You know, how many games have you played? I looked at him, I'm like, oh, my God, like all these guys are talking about so great. I said, well, I've played seven games, and then I add, but they're all good ones. I played really well. And the whole room just explodes. Everyone's laughing. But I was like, I was literally trying to make a point, defend it. I only had seven playoff games. And he goes, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go have a good time. And everyone's cheering, like, way to go, Stretty. And I walk in, I'm like, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my God. I, you know, these guys thought I was kidding, but I was dead serious. You know? <laughs> I'm glad he even came up to me. He's like, thank you for breaking the ice. These guys have too much pressure. We have no experience. No one expects anything. I'm like, okay, thanks, Glenn. And I was yeah. like, oh, I, everyone else was up. I was down. I had a terrible series. So <laughs> y- y- your best speech was one you didn't even plan. Yeah. <laughs> now, I knew it was going back to the France and Slash. Um, yeah. Did you know at the time he was faking right away? No, he wasn't faking. He sold it. But I, what, what, it was stupid by me. Like, I'm not, I'm not. 
I, I I always wish that I had a heart rate monitor on when when that stuff happened because I'd been thrown in. I'd watched Kippersoff get accidentally on purpose run over yeah. for five games straight by Franzen and Holmstrom. Detroit is a team that always played really in that gray area. They run a lot of picks. They 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 traditionally, especially back then. They weren't dropping the gloves. They weren't a, a, a team tough team. Like and that being said, like Zetterberg, Franz, and all them, they're, they're very tough players to play against, and they're very tough on the puck. But it, that that didn't translate to kind of what we wanted in Calgary, which was you know drop the gloves and get them, drag them into a war. That was Daryl Sutter hockey. So I I said to myself, if I ever get in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be a difference maker at that point in that game, anyways, because I'd watched them fall on Kipper all the time on his legs. And I thought they were deliberately trying to, to get at him and, and, and not injure him, but you know how it works. Like just really get after him. So I, I, I went in and I, and Jerome McGinley had had, um, he'd had a long standing battle. Like he was going crazy on the bench. Like he really was trying to get at Matthew Schneider to fight. He was trying to get guys going and, and Damon Lankow was battling with this Brett Lebda. Brett Lebda had submarine and went after his knee. So there were some real dirty plays going on. And what I, in my mind, when I got thrown in, like Jimmy Playfair was, I think it was after the fifth goal. He's like, just get in there. And he didn't say anything. And this is the one thing that people always think that Jimmy sent me in to do something. He just, he wanted Kipper. He saw the tone of the game changing. So he's like, get Kipper out of there in case he gets run over. So I get in and I'm not. I thought, well, maybe I'm going to just try and start a line brawl. If I can get something going, then, then you know, maybe that can change the tone of, and, and we can take a round out of them physically, and that can back them off for heading into next game the next day. So I was, I started chopping away at Franzen, and he, people don't realize he accidentally on purpose like gives me a shot in the face with a stick when I chopped him. And, and I was yelling at him like bad word, you know, calling him this and that. And, and, uh, and the puck came around the net and I went to stop it. And I was getting already getting a slashing penalty. He skated towards me. And I swear on my kid's head. I thought he was going to sucker me because the way he was coming at me, I thought, okay, here it is. Like he's going to, he's going to attack me and we're going to have a dog pile. And as he got close to me, like it wasn't the case. He just looked at me and I gave him a, a chop and I hit him on the right pant and it looked like I hit him in the gut, but he went down. And, and to this day, I've talked to him since about it. Like I, I, I as recently as last year, because I always felt bad. Like it, it was such bad optics. I embarrassed the league. I embarrassed my team, everything. Like it was, it was terrible. And I had to go to Finland, or to Sweden to work with a goalie when I became a goalie coach. And I ran into him there, uh, had a conversation with him, apologized. Like it wasn't, it was out of my character. And then last year when Detroit was playing Ottawa and I was calling a game, he was out in the hallway uh, riding the bike. And I stopped and had a chat with him. And he said, you know, I never asked you like why you did that. And I said, honestly, I was just trying to drag you guys into a fight. And I said, like, did it hurt? And he goes, no, but it surprised me. He goes, I thought I'd. He goes, honestly, it just surprised me. So I don't know if that was code for like, you know, it surprised me or I sold it or whatever, but it, he did his job because he scored the game-winning overtime goal to knock us out of the series the next night. And 
and I still owe the league four games, and that's a lot of times what people think of me when, when they think of uh, my career, which is kind of sad. It kind of makes me sad because it was a stupid play, and it was 18 seconds of my life that I probably want back. Well, I can tell you, Noodles, honestly, I had totally forgotten about that play until you brought it up. So I, I don't think most people remember you uh, about your career that way. But uh, I more so uh, remember you for, uh, uh, you know, your funny antics uh, in the Zamboni commercial with Roberto Luongo. Well, it, yeah, you're right. Like, you're remembering me of nothing good, just like <laughs> he's a comedian and he's a jackass who smashes people. Like, it's, you're not, like, bringing up, like, a glove save I made at Northland one night or anything. Like, it's, it's basically me being a clown and uh, me being a jackass. So I guess I can live with that. Well, Noodles, to be honest, though, I loathe goalies, so I would never re- – the only thing I would remember – remember is you getting lit up and that would make me awesome and the fact that you don't put sauce on your noodles that's just weird <laughs> well all right fair enough i'll work at i'll work at spreading out my uh my n- nutrition and and my food food choices soon but uh you gotta like goalies because you got a good one in edmonton and talbot well we do and i want to get into our playoff talk before we do that a lot of people are wondering and the antichman has been been building up you know on social media i see it twitter and everyone wants to know what hairstyle are you going to adopt for this playoff run because your hairstyle changes more than madonna reinvents herself so can we expect, expect something special from you Come. Well, I'm going to do a Jason Strudwick throwback, which is a comb over. <laughs> <laughs> so I like both of you bringing up hair. Seriously, Gregor's quiet because he knows like you went Messier a long time ago. Now it's your turn, Strudy. I think I can reverse the question. <laughs> well, trust me, Struds. The dream has been over for a while with Struds uh, Noodles. Yeah. I've actually, we've had serious talks about how he can make it go to the next step. But uh, yeah. when you look as good as I do, bald, you don't need hair. Exactly. You know what? You should have gone bald years ago, Gregor. And with Struddy, <laughs> I think it. Like, honest to God, like the. Ma- the day you decide to go Messier, it'll change your life. Like, <laughs> well, my, I, my my hairstylist Renee, she's had three conversations with me to shave it. She goes, and I'm like, Renee, I thought the customer was always right. She's like, not in this case. You're wrong. It's time to shave it. It's so hard. It's a hard conversation to have. The palm tree on top of the head really works. Well, you, I, and I think before I get to class, I think we listen to Noodle say he doesn't want to. He doesn't like it that people remember him right. as a guy who just made a bad decision. Eighteen seconds, yeah. Struds. Right now, people are going to remember you as having terrible hair. So maybe it's but better to get rid of it, so they'll think back to those days when you had kind of okay hair. Listen, I think Struddy, you always say you're a seven or maybe an eight, but I always think out of like fifteen, not out of ten. <laughs> I always say you I'm a nine. Mess, yeah, I really think you'd be like a seven out of ten. Like, listen, we all know I'm never a hard nine. Though. The problem is, is we never know the shape of our head. Like, I'm always <laughs> concerned if I shaped my, shaved my head, like I'd have like some weird bumps in there or something that that never. That was always covered up by hair. Like, I, I, I am concerned about that. But I think at some point, Struddy, when you go messy, like Ryan Getzlaff. Like, you yeah. remember when he was oh, hanging out near the end? terrible, yeah. Like, he would take off his helmet. Like, how many times when you played against guys and they take off their oh. helmet and you're like, holy shit, this guy has to do, deal with that. Kevin Shattenkirk took off his helmet the other day. Yeah. And he looked like Bozo the Clown. (laughs) (laughs) And at some point, you know, he's going to make $100 million in his career. They may have. I mean, Propecia and some of these things. Like, in the future, we may be talking about baldness just uh, being a choice, not not being forced by genetics. So uh, I'm hoping that at some point, Strad, like, you get to a point where you're comfortable and you just – you just do it, but I'm going to stand by you because you're one of my close okay. friends. I'll let you choose it. 
on your own pace. You don't have to do it tomorrow just because we had an intervention here okay. today. Thank you for pushing me in that direction. <laughs> and I will I will take under advisement, uh, but I got to get through the playoffs first. So where do we want to start? Well, let's start in the position noodles. You know well, yeah. uh, goaltending. Uh, Cam Talbot, of course, uh, might be a Vesna finalist. I, th- I still think Bobrovsky is going to win it. But uh, yeah. you look at Jones, Talbot, you've got Gibson, you've got Elliott in the uh, Pacific Division. Out of those four, which team do you think right now has the advantage in goal? I, the only I would say Jones just because of the experience he went through last year, but outside of that, I, I mean Talbot's the best goalie and he's had the best season. So uh, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. Like I've been on my soapbox here in Toronto saying like if Cam Talbot is not a Vesna finalist, there are idiots voting out there. It bothers me because there what people just look at is save percentage. Like do dig a little deeper, folks. Dig a little deeper because. You look at starts, consistency through the season, how important you are to your team, what system your team plays in front of you. Like the types of those types of things have to be factored in. So Cam Talbot, I think, has been brilliant. And outside of '97, you guys know the Oilers better than I do, but I watch every one of their games. Like he's their MVP outside of '97. Like he brings it every night, and he's if if something happened to him, just think of that. What the fortunes of the Edmonton Oilers would be. So, um, you look at the matchups out there. Martin Jones, I think, is a terrific goalie, but he, he's had just an ordinary season, and it could factor in that he played a lot the following last year. Uh, they played him a ton this year because Aaron Dell is not. Uh, a traditional number two he's just breaking in so there wasn't a lot of trust with him they've kind of hit the ditch here the last six weeks so you could argue that Talbot is the best uh, the the best uh, I guess on all those matchups but I I look at what Jones is capable of doing and, and Talbot is yet to do that because he's not getting he doesn't have that experience so I'm going in just on what I know uh, and and I I just I I love Cam Talbot and I think he's going to be a difference maker. So if I had a gun to my head, I would say he'd be up number one. But I got to give Jones some love as well. The Sharks, as you mentioned, they've been struggling the last little while, whether it's injury or poor play or just you know indifferent play. They have been struggling. How hard is it to turn it around heading into the playoffs? It is. It's hard because you're the psyche. You're you're in midseason form. You're. But it, you get to a point where you're like, okay, we know where we're going to be at. So we just got to figure out who we're going to play. So you get into that cruise control mode. And you guys, you know, Strutty, you know as well, too. Like, you just, you're looking for the end of the season. You're hoping that you're not banged up. You're hoping that you feel okay. You're looking around the dress room. There's ice bags everywhere. And you're just, you, you're just in cruise control the last 10 or 12 games. And San Jose looks like that. They look like they're going through the motions. And then the injury to Couture and Thornton, I'm I'm shocked that Thornton's even back skating. Like, it's insane with how ugly that injury did look with with Thornton and the way he couldn't get off the ice and needed help. But they're they're a team that's been there before. And I I always live by that mantra, like, fake it to make it or act like you've been there before. And, And they have. So I think they'll have that switch where they could turn it on where we're like, okay, now we remember what last year was like. We've been here before. we got to knuckle down. So they're a team that can be dangerous, and, and I don't think Edmonton's going to take them lightly whatsoever. But you can't just look at their, their last 10 or 12 games and say, oh, they're going to they're gonna roll over here. They know how to play, and there's a reason why they made it to the finals last year. Noodles, one quick one. If you're the Oilers, 
attacking Jones, is there any weakness to his game, any area they can exploit? I just have to get him moving. Like, I think Martin Jones is a really fluent, a lot like Carey Price. He's a quiet goaltender that is always in position to make the saves. So when you, when you need to have success against goaltenders like that, you've got to open him up. So you've got to get him moving. And it's not making east-west plays, but if, if it's just a straight, straight line hockey that you have, chances are you'll look up and he'll be set and be in the right position. And it's going to take a perfect shot to beat him. You know, everyone, it's the old cliche, you got to get traffic in front and jam away. Yeah, that's on every goaltender. But if, if you want to have some success against Martin Jones, it's, it's changing the point of attack on him. Fake shots, uh, having some deception in your, in, in your looks towards the net. That's what makes, I mean, Connor is, is so amazing because of his speed. And as a goaltender, it's tough to set your angle on somebody who's, who's moving at such a rapid rate. So he's going to have his hands full just trying to get set on Connor. But when you have other players, like Everly's a guy who has deception in his game. He can show shot, roll his wrist, and throw it back door to, to Lucic or R&H. So you've, you've got to have something than just predictability. And I think that's where when you're, when you're going against a guy like Martin Jones, change up your thought process, change your angle of attack, and you can open them up and there'll be some holes there. Noodles, we really appreciate it. We know you're super busy. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, wall-to-wall coverage on uh, TSN throughout the playoffs. With a Jason Strudwick hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> have a strutty hairdo for the, the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. People are going to love it. I'm pretty uh, excited that you're doing this, and I get the chance to have some fun on it. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you great. soon. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Jamie McLennan, the former best. NHL goalie. We'll be back with more of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finney. All the parts you need in one place. That's Finney. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com We are back. Jason Greger along with Jason Strudwick. It's a real-life podcast brought to you by Finning. The parts you need, when you want them. Finning. Wanye. Actually, he's en route. Perfect. He's uh, coming back from his compound in uh, Mexico (laughs) because uh, he is coming back for the uh, playoffs. Like many fans. He's uh, are flying in from all over. You being in Toronto, you Calgary, Edmonton, they're all back in the playoffs. And uh, for some teams, a longer drought than others. Order fans, obviously the longest right now in the NHL. So uh, I want to break down a a few series quickly. Uh, Calgary, Anaheim, the fact that the Flames haven't won there since 2004, how much of a factor, if any, is that? Oh, man, I love this series. This will be a series I'm going to watch a lot of. Uh, you know, I think that it's a series that it, it pits two teams that are somewhat similar. Uh, they have some skill, but they have some bigger, heavier players and some mobile defensemen. Um, I, 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 you know, as an older person who's you know wants orders to have success, these are two teams I wouldn't want to face in the first round. I think they got the best matchup for them. Um, the fact that they haven't won there for that long, I think it's actually good for the Flames because you're due. 
sooner or later it's going to happen. You're not going to go on for the next 100 years and never win there. I think that there'll be uh, pressure on the Ducks to get done, to get through, getting this happen. I think for the Flames, I'm like, whatever we've been doing, just change it up. Stay at a different hotel. Maybe not have the morning skate there. Just completely change every, wear whatever you have to do. To com- don't wear suits to the game. Whatever. Just change it up completely and go in there because you have nothing to lose. You haven't won for, what is it, 2004? Like, that's a long time. There's people, you know, 13 years, a long time. So I don't have a problem with that. I think the Flames, it's a good matchup. I think they can get the, the Ducks playing a heavier game, get them distracted, get them off their game. Um, you know, Johnny Goudreau, uh, I don't know if it's a perfect match because they have very mobile D there in Anaheim, although Cam Fowler's out. Yeah, that's two an to issue. six weeks, that's a huge loss that's for them. A, that's a big problem. And then, you know, uh, I think that I, I look at this matchup, I really like this match. This might be the best series in the first round, other than uh, Crosby versus, uh, well, Crosby, the Penguins versus uh, Columbus. You so who are you saying? taking? I'll go Ducks. I think the Ducks have legs. I, I know that there's issues with Cam Fowler. I hope he comes back sooner than not. But I, I like the way the Ducks are. I liked it. You know, I don't like that Corey Perry's on the third line, but sooner or later, you know he's going to find a way to contribute in the playoffs. You know, he hasn't had a good season. He's pushed down the line. He might not ever be that top flight player. Um, but, you know, if Patrick East, we don't know what's up with him yet. When he comes back, um, I like this team. I think the Ducks can get it done. Uh, Flames are actually my upset pick of the first round okay. in the uh, in the NHL. I see them as a, the upset team. I think the Cam Fowler injury really hurts the Anaheim okay. Ducks. And uh, I think Calgary's a team, as long as Elliott plays well, they can win. They're, they've improved a lot. And uh, selfishly, I would like to see a battle of Alberta because I'm expecting sure. the orders to get rid of the uh, San Jose Sharks. Because I look at the Sharks and, you know, I know Noodles talked about it. Hey, they haven't forgot how to play. And I agree. They're top four defense. That's the biggest concern. I would think the orders have to. Can they break down that top four defense? They're going to play a ton. Burns and Braun and Vlasic. They're really good defensively. But the McDavid line is been off the charts good here the last 14 games. They've combined just McDavid and Drysaddle for 46 points. 25 from McDavid, 21 from Drysaddle. But the line that no one's really talking about, Jordan Everly, Milan Lucic, in the last 20 games, Everly has 15 points. Lucic has 17 points. They've got 19 goals just between the two of them. And Everly's starting to feel his offense again. Right, he's he's stunned me by how much better he's improved away from the puck and even defensively and, and winning some battles. Lucic, you've seen the physical element. I think that line because they're going to have an opportunity. I think Lucic go, going against Burns because you know that Vlasic and Braun they they face them a lot against the McDavid line. I think that's a matchup that's going to help the orders. You're going to have. Lucic getting after Burns a lot, making him have to work harder. But I just think that line with their confidence right now, that's going to be the difference maker. I expect Pavelski to score for San Jose. I expect McDavid's line to score for Edmonton. I think right now the second line in Edmonton has peaked at the best possible moment for them. Yeah, okay, I agree. I think the top line in McDavid, I think that's – you're checking it off. I think that's they're stronger than anything – the Ducks can put up. I think that's a win. I think the second line, I think you're right. At worst, they're breaking even every night. I think that's at worst. My concern is the third and fourth lines because as it is built right now, the third line with Latestu and Kajula and Cassian, if that's your fourth line, you've got a really good fourth line. If that's your third line, I have issues because right now it's who is it? It's um, uh, Deharnay. Mor- well, but it's Morrow, Ward, and Donskoy is oh, the yeah. third line for the Sharks. I don't think that that's a good matchup for the Edmonton Oilers. I think that's an issue. Uh, you know, you look at their stats. They have over 40 goals. That line for the Sharks, that group for the Oilers has 30. A lot of those are Latestu on the power play, which is great, but that's not power play time. Now you have the French connection, Pouillon Dernay on the fourth line, playing with Slepashev, who I hope does play more in the playoffs. I think that's the weak side for the Edmonton Oilers. Can they tie? Just, just, can you just 
be neutral in that matchup against the third and fourth lines because I think that's an issue. We know Connor's going to score, but he also know you know you're going to get some matchups against you might not like. So is it the third and fourth line can they at least saw it off every night? I actually think Pacarinen is going to get the start over, over Sabashev. Why did, is that? Well, he scored in the last two games, right? Now, sure, the one was disallowed on yeah. Sunday, yeah, but. I, look, he's played really well his last three or four games, and I think his style of play, okay. they're going to like it. Now, I know, you know Slepeshev obviously has got a, got a heavier shot, no doubt, but I just I had a conversation with Todd McClellan, and I just, I just said, now I think there's going to be a rotation there. That spot, I think Slepeshev and Pacarina, maybe Hendricks, but he might be the third guy on that list. They're going to kind of continue to rotate in that spot, similar to what they've done in the, in the regular season. I ask you, for game one, third pair of defense, yeah. which two are you playing? Okay, well, I think this is actually an area that I'd be a little concerned as well for the Oilers. You know, I think that it's it is it gets so much faster, so much harder, and you know we know that we know the direction that Benning and Nurse are going in. They're 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 fine, but in the playoffs, it's a lot faster, a lot decision making has to happen a lot quicker. It's a lot harder. So I do go with Nurse and I do go with Benning to see how it goes. I think that. The, the, the foot speed, the way Benning moves the puck, if he can get his feet moving, move the puck up, I think that serves the Oilers better, especially with Nurse on the other side. Um, I do think you'll see Gribe at some point, but I start Benning, no doubt, for the game one. How about you? I would go with a veteran. You would? I would okay. go with Eric Griba. I okay. I just like the physicality Griba brings. He makes the simple play okay. more often than not. Foot speed, sure, that that can be an issue. But the Sharks, they like to play fast. They're not the fastest team out there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think his foot speed is going to get exploited that much. In the first game, with that much emotion and energy at home, I don't want two rookie pairs together in Nurse and Benning as mm-hmm. far as rookie in their playoff games. So that's why I'd go with Gribe in game one. I could easily go to, go to Benning in game two regardless of the outcome okay. because I don't want him sitting too long. But I'm going to go with the veteran guy in game one because I just don't think Gribe will get caught up in the emotion as much potentially as two young guys would together. Yeah, you know what? It's it's an interesting conversation to have. I, I do still go. I maintain I like Ben. I like the way he moves the puck. I like jumping up. But I think the guy that has to kind of be the anchor on that pair, whether it's fair or not, is Darnell Nurse. And I I've seen Darnell the last little while. Some of the habits we saw last year kind of creep back into his game. Now he has that. He did miss a lot of time with injuries, there's no doubt. But there are some of those habits, you know, maybe holding on the puck an extra second too long, um, carrying the puck when there's an easier pass to be made. You know, like it's exciting to carry the puck up the ice, but sometimes the best play is just to slide it off and then follow the rush up, follow the play up. Um, so I think that he's the guy, he's the linchpin on that that third pair. Right or wrong, fair or not, that's the reality. That's who he is. He's got to be that guy that makes the good decisions and not necessarily carries his partner, but stabilizes the partnership for the two of them. It can't be the other way. You can't ask Greiber Brenning to do that for Nurse. Looking uh, at the other central division uh, in the West, Chicago-Nashville. And I'm sure Nashville might be kicking themselves because uh, they could have had Anaheim had they, and I think they'd rather face Anaheim for sure. Oh. They they give up a shorthanded goal with 40 seconds left in Winnipeg. Mm. That single point cost them an yeah. opportunity to go to Anaheim. Now they got to go to Chicago. But you look at Nashville's defense. That if if there's one that's maybe going to concern Chicago, it's them. And then Minnesota and St. Louis, which unfortunately has a has a terrible schedule because I think between game, they play game three, then they have two days off, play game four, then they have two more days off to play game five. I don't think any player likes that yeah. in the postseason. But what do you like or who do you like to come out of the Central? I got to go with the Blackhawks. I think that most people have them going quite far in the playoffs. Um, I hear what you're saying about the Nashville, but when it comes up to uh, Ryan Johansson or, or Jonathan Taze, uh, Patrick Kane or uh, Forsberg. I'm going to always side on that side. I, I just try to go through the boxes and I, I check who do I like better. 
P.K. Subban, Duncan Keith. Um, and Roman Yossi, I really like Roman Yossi. I, I think he is a guy that you know, maybe doesn't, doesn't have a match on the other side. But when you start checking the boxes, and, and Corey Crawford again, I think Pecorani is a good goalie, but Corey Crawford's been due a lot. He's won Stanley Cup. So you just check off these boxes, and when I start circling guys, it's, it's pretty obvious to me that the Blackhawks are a winner. The other series isn't so easy because, you know, Hilton Noodles talk a little bit about it, how the veteran savvy, you can turn it off and, or turn it on in the playoffs. I don't know that Minnesota can do that. I don't see them having that many veterans, guys. I've been through that many wars, uh, you know, that know the Stanley Cup playoffs, what it's like. Like Chicago, they know. Their core, they know. We can turn it on, we can turn it off. Minnesota, their core, yeah, they've played in some playoff games, but are they that team that you can say, yeah, you know what, Greg's, you can turn it on now. Time to start playing. So I'm worried about Minnesota. I, I, I think St. Louis, I'm not going to say they're going to defeat Minnesota, but I think it's going to be a harder series than people expect because Minnesota's limping into the playoffs. And you never want to do that. You want to be feeling good about yourself, going in and feeling strong and thinking you can beat anyone, not wondering, are guys going to be ready? So I, I, I feel pretty strongly not not picking any upsets, but if there is going to be one out of those two, I will go St. Louis for sure. How about you? So is that who you're picking? Like, man, you're sitting on the fence. You got no. slivers all up your ass right I, now. I know, I know. Well, so I'm you're picking it. Chicago to win. Who are you picking in the other series? Mini. You're taking Mini. But it's going to be a longer series. I'm taking Chicago, St. Louis. You're gonna, and why St. Louis? The Blues suddenly, uh, surprisingly, uh, after Shattenkirk, they, they haven't kind of fallen off. I thought they might. Right. It, they've actually gotten a little bit better because of it. And I think, honestly, adding another depth guy in Sabatka helps them. A, a dude, for nothing, it's it's like, oh, we just get this guy back from injury. He, You know he's going to be ecstatic yeah. to be in there. And Minnesota's been really average to below average now for the entire month. And yeah, I think sure. it's tough to just suddenly switch that around. Now, maybe they can win game one and get some confidence, but I thought Minnesota had really overachieved early in the year because when I look at it, you talk about checking off the list. Who's going to match Tarasenko? Minnesota, Zach Parise is not the elite scorer anymore. They don't, and I don't think Granlin. He's a good playmaker. He's not a finisher, and to me, that's the difference. Now, I think St. Louis has more pure finishing skill guys than Minnesota. Well, they do. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be an interesting series, but I think that's a long series. I don't think that's a five or six. I think that's a seven. And I think you're you're, you're going to see a battle back and forth. And actually, the longer the series goes on, the better it be for many because they'll find their confidence. Because right now, I watch them play. To me, they look disinterested almost, and that's unacceptable. Well, Bruce Boudreaux panicked a while back, and I really think you can lose a room really quickly as a coach if you suddenly panic, and and I think that's uh, become a quick and interview. Now, uh, I, I don't think any of us are, are picking Toronto. It's a great story yeah. for them. I love watching them. Right. Austin Matthews, all those young kids, fantastic, but Washington's a juggernaut, and actually, uh, I think they're, they're going to sweep. I, I don't think Toronto wins yep. a game in that series, but the Pittsburgh-Columbus series, who do oh, you like? Oh, God. I, I like to see um, Dubinsky versus Crosby. I want to see these two battle like crazy. And can Sid not get off his game? Because you know Dubinsky, he's, going, he's got his, a poster of sending in his room. He's going after him the whole time. He's going to grind him up, be very hard on him. But I, I'm, I'm going to think Columbus wins that series. I, I, without Chris Letang, I worry about that back end. So who, who are you counting on back there? Dumoulin, pretty good defenseman. Ian Cole. Justin Schultz, are these the guys that you are now saying they're elite defensemen against Columbus? I'm going to go on Columbus. I think Columbus wins this one. Six games. Well, I'm going with the Pens in one game. I don't think they get out because I don't think they beat Washington. But Columbus, man, they, they've they only won one game here in their last eight. They just okay. they seem a little fragile. And I don't know. It's Crosby. It's Malkin. And Crosby, you're right. That Dubinsky matchup is going to be a oh. war. But I'm still going to take Pittsburgh and their experience in the playoffs to get by Columbus. I, I think it's going to be uh, the best 
most intense, most hatred-filled series in the first round. And quickly, uh, in the Atlantic, uh, Ottawa, Boston, uh, well, Montreal, Rangers. Any upset there? Are you taking yeah, the Habs? Rangers. You know I'm taking the Rangers. Taking the Rangers? I'm taking the Rangers. Listen, the, but with an asterisk, Henrik Lundqvist, he has got to be better than he's been. But I look at some of the way that they have some small playmakers. You look at Zuccarello. You look at Stepan. Uh, you look at some of the bigger guys like Kreider. Their back end is, is pretty deep. You know, not always great, but pretty deep. Ryan McDonough, very big. Uh, Nick Holden's been a nice surprise there. Stahl. So I think they can beat the Montreal Canadiens. I know there's a Habs fans all out there, but I think this is a series that if you want to get a dark horse, this is the team that wins it. For whatever reason, the uh, Rangers, uh, when Lundqvist plays Price, it's like, uh, you know, Carey Price is Superman for him. He can't, he can't find yeah. an answer. So I will take the Habs in that okay. one. And uh, Ottawa-Boston, to me, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like the most boring series. of the Like, Ottawa gets into the playoffs with a minus goal differential, goals for to goals against, right. which rarely happens. But Boston... You know, they got Brad Marchand. I'm assuming after the two-game suspension, you would think he would wise up, but I have no idea. But I'm going to take Boston in that series. I just like I love Eric Carlson, but after that, there's a lot of question marks for me for Ottawa. So I'm going to take Boston. Yeah, honestly, I don't even care. I don't care who wins that series. I don't think they're going to do any damage. I do care to see Charlie McAvoy, who was just signed. I want to see that guy. Does he play? Does he run the power play? I think what he saw in the World Junior from that guy is ridiculous. I want to see him at the NHL level playing. So I, I look forward to seeing Charlie McAvoy hopefully playing in the playoffs. Struds, next week we'll have some playoff games oh. to break down. It'll be fantastic. And Wanye. Oh, yes, he'll be back. The Wanye will be oh so Oh, my God. Up. He'll have had five. He'll have had three playoff games. Yeah. I Hopefully he's still alive. And no sleep. Yeah, He'll no be sleep. No sleep. Struds, great job as always. That wraps it up. Another fun edition of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by our title sponsor, Finning Canada. All the parts you need in one place. Over 1.4 million parts at your fingertips. That's Finning. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 